Welcome to Talking Deers. Coming from the Houston Fieldhouse, I'm Andrew Vascatellis. I'm Brendan O'Gara. I'm Andrew Hubble. So each week we're going to be breaking down games, bringing in a player, and just talking RPI hockey. So in his third year with the engineers, we have head coach Dave Smith. Coach, how you doing? Doing great, guys. Thanks for doing this. It's great to be here. It's great to hear. So today we're going to be breaking down RPI's weekend split against Brown and Yale. Then we're going to be bringing in senior forward Mike Gornall. And finally, taking a look at one of the biggest games on the calendar, the Mayor's Cup, coming up this Saturday. So, obviously, we had an important ECAC road trip this weekend, traveling to Providence Friday, New Haven Saturday. How do you prepare for both traveling and approaching an ECAC series as you did this past weekend? You know, and how early do you start preparing for a specific game like that? Yeah, it's there's so much that goes into it, right? So the, the off-ice component with... Um, the logistics of bus and hotel and meals that uh, our director of hockey operations, Matthias Lang, who's an 09 alum, he, uh, he, he manages all of those things. So every meal for our players is, is selected in advance. So um, when we travel, you know, we have a meal um, and we get to the rink and we go have dinner um, and then game day, we usually do video the night before. So mm -hmm. we would do special teams, uh, Brown special teams at the hotel. Um, the next morning we have team breakfast. We go to the rink, we have a skate, and we would do Brown five-on-five pre-scout. And we've been talking about those things all through the week, but this is where the players get a chance to actually see the video and put themselves in game mode. So then we go back to the hotel, we have pre-game meal, we come to the rank 515 team meeting and then it's all on the players. So that is the behind the scenes look. The on ice portion, really what we do is as coaches, we know the um, we know what the opponent is all about, what they're trying to do. And we just slowly and subtly put that into practice. Um, as an example, Brown really likes to bring their forwards back deep. What does that mean for our game? So we're trying, we start right away. Monday is a skills day. Uh, Tuesday, emphasis on penalty kill and a harder battle day. Um, Wednesday is power play, even though we've done power play penalty kill both Tuesday and Wednesday. And Thursday's high pace. So there's a, uh, a lot more, but that's the general um, idea on how do we put in a game plan for the upcoming weekend. You, and you, you leave for the road trips on, on Thursday or Friday? We do. We leave Thursday afternoon after classes, after our guys have class on Thursday. And so right before the game, the players are kind of warming up. They do that themselves. Uh, is that captain-led or anything? Or? Yeah, good good question. It's, it's great <laughs> behind-the-scenes stuff, right? So um, we take it for granted uh, that people don't get to see that behind the curtain, as I like to yeah, call it. Yeah. So our strength coach, Justin... Uh, Markley, um, at the beginning of the year, in the beginning of our time, we have him make sure our guys understand what their bodies need. So we go through a full dynamic warm-up. They actually play sewer ball to start, which is just kick the ball up in the air, get some warmed yeah. up a little bit. Um, and then they go through a full dynamic stretch, and they do that after our 5:15 meeting. So 5:15 meeting, 5:35, they go through di their dynamic stretch. Um, it is on their own, but it's already print, been predetermined mm -hmm. uh, with the strength coach. Gotcha. Cool. What's the uh, what's the favorite 
favorite road trip of the year? Was, was there, what was the favorite place to go? For me or for the guys? Just for both. Um, well, this year for me, my favorite road trip was going to Buffalo where my, my family mm -hmm. and I spent yeah. a lot of time. And yeah. um, we actually stayed the night in Buffalo, spent some time with friends, and then went recruiting the next day. Um, I think the guys just like to see different, different buildings, different ranks, um, different atmospheres, uh, different fan bases. Um, you know, the non-conference schedule allows us to go east and west, um, hockey east, Atlantic hockey, all the different conferences. Um, that's a good question for, for the players. Every week you yeah. say, what's your favorite yeah. building? Um, it, it's, they're all fun for me. But once the game starts, there could be nobody in the building or a full house. I don't, don't see them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was talking about the, this, most, this, this past uh, road trip against, against Brown and Yale. Uh, Friday night, you get the 3-1 win against Brown, pick up some important points uh, in the ECAC. What did you think were some of the, the, the big moments from that game, some of the moments that really stood out to you? Um, I really felt like we played a really solid game. Now, in the second period, they hit two posts. Mm -hmm. um, we had uh, some really good scoring opportunities throughout the game. Um, but it was still, you know, we, we, we scored. DeGrande scores in the second period on a, on a real nice play, a two-on-one, real nice shot. Um, and while maybe we were getting a few more chances from them, they had some really good chances. And, you know, that's when we talk about timely saves and timely goals. So we were playing well with the lead. And I really thought in the third period, even though we controlled the game, we had a massive penalty kill um, with about six, six and a half minutes left. And uh, we came right out of that kill. Billy Jerry scored a goal on something that we've been working on for a month and really felt we could capitalize against Brown, which is a Royal Road goal, pass across the crease. Um, and Billy Jerry scores a big goal. It turned out to be the game winner. Uh, Mike Gornell gets an empty netter, and then we get the, you know, the, the, the bad one against with 12 seconds left to lose the shutout streak for Owen Savory. But mm -hmm. to me, the, the penalty kills, the penalty kill in the third period when it was one nothing really solidified that win. How did it, how did Savory react to that? Did it, was he, you know, I mean, it, it's, there's nothing to be ashamed of getting three three wins in a row. But did, was the, that twelve that goal with 12 seconds left really hurt him, or did he pick himself up after that pretty quickly? Yeah, I mean, there's still only 12 seconds left in the game, so um, he he's an athlete, he's a competitor, and he's a leader amongst the guys. So he wasn't. Uh, I didn't see or hear of him doing anything out of the ordinary, and and. It's not right for any of us anytime. It's not always on the goalie, and it's not always on any one player. There's usually a, a series of mistakes that lead to uh, a goal against or a goal for. Then did that did that have any impact in in picking Calvaruso to start the next night, or was that just that just plain rotation through goalies? You know, th th all three goalies are really good, and I right this time of the year right now I, because we've been moving the goalies around, different nights, different starts. It's the question I get asked the most. Why this guy, that game? Um, it's really hard, and you see it in the NHL a lot, that goalies don't often play back-to-back, -back, mm -hmm. um, especially on a road trip. So, like, we play at Brown. We finish. We, we're on the bus. We get on the bus at 10. We don't get to Yale until after midnight, right? By the time we get in the hotel, um, we do track their workload. We wear heart rate monitors and... Um, they extend a lot of energy. So uh, we have full confidence. Lyndon Marshall's played really well. Calvaruso's played really well. And right now the, the tandem system has given us the best chance to win. So 
Um, even though Owen played exceptional, just like Lyndon did at Clarkson a couple weeks before, um, we want to give our team the very best chance to win with a fresh, energetic, charged-up goalie. Yeah, so, I mean, going off of that, you know, obviously it's a, it's a tough loss Saturday to Yale. Um, did anything, like, feel different about that game compared to Brown, about how you guys were playing, or do you credit it kind of to, kind of to Yale? You know, what, what are your thoughts on that? You know, it's, um, there's, there's always a couple narratives, right? There's the narrative that we, as a team, talk about behind closed doors. And we measure our success on how we play when we talk with our team. We don't go into our guys and say, well, listen, Yale was just better than this, better than us in this area. And the other narrative is that, that Brown brought a lot of energy to that game. They'd gotten waxed by Harvard 7 nothing at MSG, yeah. and they played really well against um, Union the night before. Two power play goals, a shorthanded goal against Union for a 5 nothing win. And I thought they played really well. Their best player, who's one of the best in the, in the league and best in the country, Curtis Hall, was yeah. on top of his game. You know, he was... He was noticeable. Um, you know, I evaluated with our guys. There's some things we need to do better. On the surface, the second narrative is Yale played pretty well. And that's not an excuse, and it's more of an observation. Um, and we have to find a way to, to bring a better game if, they're gonna, if Yale's going to play that well. Because here, um, I thought we dominated the game against, some Yale, against Yale here, but we lost 4-1. We mm -hmm. gave up two power play goals, yeah. a squeaker, and an empty netter. Um, so we knew they were good, but... They were they were much better in their building, and I guess kind of going off of that, were you was it just uh, kind of impressed by Yale's special teams, or do you think that you could have done more uh, with RPI's special teams? Well, I always feel like we have we have control of yeah. us. So um, you know, goals are often the result of one, two, or three mistakes all happening at the same time. So on their first power play goal, a uh, guy comes in, you know, the pass to get to him, we weren't, we didn't do all that we could do. We got a little flat at the top is what I would say. Yeah. Um, and then he, he fakes a shot. He's a lefty, gets his stick into the middle. They have good net front presence, find the back of the net. Um, you know, Hall scores a, a, a breakaway goal that we didn't have a, a smooth line change and didn't defend well on the blue line, you know, so... Um, as you have to give Yale credit for capitalizing and, and playing fast enough that doesn't let you get set up. Mm -hmm. And almost every goal, yes, we would do something different. Yeah. Every goal all season, we would do something different than try to create it to be not a goal. <laughs> Obviously, letting up a few power play goals is a bit of an aberration, though. You guys have been so so good on the on the penalty kill, 15th in the nation right now, I believe, around 85%. Is there is that something you guys really worked on in, in the in the off in the off season combination this year? Yeah, so we made a few changes. Scott Mosier, assistant coach, um, he coordinates the penalty kill. Um, we only made a couple subtle changes, but we changed some of our language. We changed obviously the personnel changed. Um, we've been much more aggressive, especially on the loose pucks, the pucks that you know rebound spits into the corner. We attack those much better. Mm -hmm. um, you know the goals, like the two goals against Yale in this building at the Fieldhouse, those were both at the end of a power play, off the rush, and we just got a little complacent with them going behind the net. They throw it out, and it's a goal. Um, the goals at at Yale were a little bit different in that they were offset. Ozone play for them, D zone for us. So right now we spend time every single week 
on power play and penalty kill. Um, they're both fickle beasts, if you will. <laughs> um, we did look at the stats. We know that uh, 84%, I think last year we were 79, right around there. And 84% puts us in the top half of our league. So our goal was to be 84% or better. And it's a challenge. We're right there, but it's a challenge every night. Awesome. I think that pretty much wraps our weekend summary up for this weekend. Um, next, we're going to be coming up with Mike Gorno. Uh, stay tuned for that. All right, so now we're joined by RPI senior forward Mike Gorno. How are you doing, Mike? I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, you're having a great season. Picked up a goal and assist this weekend. Uh, third on the team in points. How are you feeling about the way you're playing this season? I feel like I'm in a rhythm. Um, you know, I, I'm watching what I do off the ice as far as nutrition and uh, recovery and, you know, on the ice. I think um, throughout the weeks, uh, my line has been having good practices and stuff, and it's been translating into uh, good things on, on the ice during games. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's good. So I guess going back a little bit, uh, back into your childhood a bit, yeah. uh, what was it like growing up near the Pittsburgh area, and how would you get involved with the with the sport of hockey? Uh, it's actually funny how I got involved. No one, no one in my family ever played hockey or anything. Uh, we're a big football and baseball family. Yeah. Um, but my, my dad's always had season tickets for the Penguins since, you know, I, th I think some in the late 80s maybe he got them. Yeah. Uh, but we were just watching a game one time. My brother, my older brother, is like, hey, Dad, you know, can we, can we try this out? Like, can we, can we see what hockey's all about? And he said, yeah, I don't think he really uh, expected it to really turn into what it did. Mm -hmm. um, we, yeah, we found the first local ice rink. We didn't know where there was an ice rink around us. Yeah. Uh, my, my oldest, my sister, who's the oldest of the three of us, uh, she got invited to a birthday party. Uh, by one of her fellow classmates, and I don't know, I think she was in like fourth, fifth grade maybe, um, and then that's where we found the first ice rink around us, and then we went through the whole learn, learn to skate program and everything, and just grew up playing throughout Pittsburgh. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I got started, just just random day, mm -hmm. so you know we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, so further on, you're playing a lot. Uh, probably realize you're decently good at some point. Uh, when do you decide you want to pursue the, the college route and and start looking at, at D1 programs? Uh, that was something I kind of figured out as I went. I, um, you know, I didn't know anything about hockey as far as, like, the ranks with, you know, junior yeah, leagues yeah. and all that. I didn't – I never even heard of the USHL, I think, until I was maybe 14 years old. Mm -hmm. Um or the NHL, you know, either of those. <coughs> yeah. um, but once I found out what juniors was, I kind of got a, you know, I did a little research and, um, you know, I saw that you could either go to, you know, Canada or play Division One hockey. And uh, I, I th around that time, I don't think Division One was as big as it is now. I think it's definitely grown in the last, you know, five to ten years. For sure. Um, but, yeah, once, once I kind of figured out that that was, like, a good route, and that you couldn't go to college after going to juniors in Canada, I figured you you know what that's probably like the best best route for me to go. Yeah. So you so you end up in in Kansas in, yeah. in juniors. How did is there is there a draft to get to get there? Or is it uh, did you the league that? the league has a draft. Um, I didn't get drafted. There's actually these things called tenders, 
Um, it's like a form. It's like a commitment letter, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, and uh, my last year, U18, I was approached by one of their scouts. Um, they, you know, they expressed their interest and all that and um, offered me a tender. And I was like, yeah, sure. I, there was a kid on the team I already knew um, that I grew up playing with throughout Pittsburgh. Um, and, you know, he had a lot of good things to say about it, so that kind of swayed me too. And, and it, was, it was the right fit, I felt like. Was it a little different out in Kansas than, yeah, than it's Pittsburgh? Yeah, There's one main stretch, one main road that had all the, all the restaurants and everything. And um, the the house I lived in was pretty small. It was just me, my roommate, and uh, a seventy year old lady. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a good experience. She had a pet yeah. parrot. We didn't see eye to eye. <laughs> but um, it was it was a great experience. It was different. Um, you know, obviously I'm a city boy, but. Nonetheless, I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything else over. So then, then from there, you end up joining a great joining a great team up at uh, North Dakota, mm-hmm. and obviously winning the the national championship there in in 2016. What what was that? What was that like? That's, that's uh, a big it's, deal. Uh, it's an experience you can't. It's tough to put into words. You know, it's it's a very special um, opportunity to even be at the Frozen Four in the first place, and then to win it is just an entirely different thing. Um, it, so many like good memories came from that with the guys on that roster and stuff, and it's something I cherished then and I still cherish now. And uh, you know, even though I left, um, you know, that's that's a like I said with juniors, I wouldn't do it over. And because uh, there, there's so few guys that are able to say that they've won a national championship, so it's, it was a big honor to be a part of. And you know, I was just blessed to you know. Yeah end up being on the roster at that point in time for sure so obviously you end up here uh what what went into the decision of transferring over here you know what what made you choose rpi did you have any other programs you were looking at yeah there was a few um a couple in the ecac actually yeah as well um but rpi felt like felt like the right situation um you know as far as athletics and academics um i you know dave was uh you know, new on the scene at that point, and he he uh, wanted me to come help out. Um, you know, have some changes around here, bring a winning uh, mentality, and um, you know that was a that was a uh, a challenge that I was I wanted to embrace. I wanted I wanted that kind of responsibility, and um, you know, and the academics are second to none as well. Um, you know, they're right up there with the Ivy League schools and stuff. So there's yeah. life after hockey. That's something you know everyone goes through. So um, yeah, for you know, sure. that was another thing I planned for. Yeah. How was it, uh, you know, obviously you had to wait the fall semester to become <laughs> eligible to play. How was that? I'm sure that was a, that was a bit tough for you. Yeah, it's, that, that sucked, to be honest. Because yeah. um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it really sucked because I had to sit out the last or the, the whole year before as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I went from, uh, you know, playing my last game as a sophomore at UND to hopping right on against Northeastern, you know, a little over a year ago. So it, it, it was almost two years since I had played yeah. a game, so that, that that was a pretty tough stretch. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Um, yeah, mentally especially, just, uh, like, you know, believing that it's going to pay off. Um, but it, I feel like it has up to this point, and, uh, you know, it's it was, it was worth it to me so far. Cool. Uh, and then I guess moving on into into this season a bit. So you've kind of you kind of found your groove with uh, 
on a line with Lepinen and Tristan Ashbrook. Yeah. What do you what do you think's leading to so much success uh, with those two? You know, one thing that we 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 make a point to do in practice, which I think is is uh, you know it's a small thing, but it it goes a long way. Is we we have discussions after our reps that we take together. Um, you know, whether it's like in zone mm-hmm. uh, with offense or defense or a line rush or some two on one. Uh, we'll 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 get back to the line or the bench and we'll we'll discuss what we saw individually and what we th- thought you know we could do different as a unit and um, you know if we see something that somebody didn't like or we we see something that someone did that we didn't like we would let them know you know could maybe do this differently you know stuff like that it's I think that's really healthy conversation that leads yeah. to um, chemistry on the ice that. Uh, you know, allows you to be on the same page and stuff. Yeah. And when, with how fast the game is, you know, you need to you need to know where each other are and be able to think quickly and on your feet and you know make a quick play. So I think that that's a big part of that. Uh, would you say the the age difference, senior and uh, and a freshman, you and Tristan Ashbrook, would you say that's a factor at all or no, not really? You know, I don't think so. I think when when TA got here. Um, in August, it was it, when just the captain skates alone. You know, it was, yeah. it was pretty evident that he he could definitely play the game, and he um, he was a, he was gonna be a good part of our of our team. And so I don't think him being a freshman really uh, like has made that much of an impact. I mean, he's got composure and poise with the puck that you know sometimes you see a lot of freshmen don't really have, and uh, he's not afraid to make plays. So. Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. I try to pass some stuff along. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been around for you know longer than him, obviously, and uh, there's certain situations that you're gonna find yourself in that um, you know you're not sure how to handle right away. Uh, so I try to help him out with that, but for the most part, he's he's held his own. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good to see him score the the overtime goal a couple yeah, weeks that ago. That was awesome for him. That was awesome for him. We, we actually had a lot of chances that game. So yeah, we, yeah. We you, kinda, you yourself as well. Yeah, we were, <laughs> the two of us, we, we don't really get frustrated, but uh, we'll like, we'll give each other that look like, yeah, should have, like, like if I like miss a scoring chance that he set me up for, I'll look at him and be like, I should have had that. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's my fault. Definitely push so each other. We had a couple yeah. of those uh, throughout the game, but we all, we, we put it aside quickly and get ready for the next shift. Yeah. Well, how does it, how did it feel scoring the the tying goal in that game? Oh, it was it was awesome. I I wasn't really sure how to react because as soon as it went in, Patty Polino was right in front of me. I, but um, that great, was awesome. Great was, pass on that play too. Yeah, oh, Babs yeah. Matt, Babs made a great yep. play from the corner. Um, how it got through both Brown guys, I have no idea, but it did worked out. Um, it was it was awesome though. I think it was a win we needed. Definitely needed it. Um, going into Christmas break and it was definitely a game that we felt we should have won we, we mm-hmm. felt like we could have won that game five six one yeah so it was it was good to good to squeak it out and uh, get the win and you know ride the momentum into Christmas break yeah, yeah. definitely For sure. uh, then I guess as a as a senior on this team uh, how are you feeling heading into the big game that's gonna be on on Saturday night uh, RPI hasn't won in the last Three years in the yeah. Mayor's Cup. Uh, you looking forward to it? Oh, absolutely. I'm, it just gives me chills just thinking about it right now. Yeah. I know how important it is to the school and the program and everything and the crosstown rivalry and all that um, with the city of, you know, Troy and Schenectady. So um, it's, it's, like, very exciting. Um, 
you know, could, Saturday couldn't come soon enough. Um, it's a game we're all ready for, and uh, it's one of those games where the night before, you know, you, you have trouble sleeping because you're just mm-hmm. so amped up, amped up for it, you know. Um, so, yeah, very, very excited. Awesome. We're definitely going to build as much hype as we can. I'm yeah. sure you guys cannot wait. So. Oh, yeah, we're already in the locker room saying stuff like, Mayor's Cup week, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, us too. So. Yeah. <laughs> we're excited, so. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely uh, looking forward to Saturday. But So thank, thank you for joining us. Thanks for the time. Hey, uh, absolute yeah, pleasure having awesome me, guys. Interview. Yeah, absolute you too. pleasure. No you problem. Too. So. I, I did have one last question really quick. Yeah. Uh, I figured I'd <laughs> ask you about so I uh, I was scrolling through, uh, I think it was on Instagram or something one day, and I saw I saw your hit back in uh, North Dakota oh, on yeah. on Kiefer Bellows. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just had to ask you about it. You break the pane of glass uh, when you hit him, uh-huh. and it kind of kind of blows up a little bit. Uh, what was that like? Uh, I actually didn't even know it broke when it first happened. <laughs> there was a whistle, and I was I was looking around, you know, like what happened yeah i thought i got a penalty and i thought i hit him clean um but i i didn't really think anything of it at the time because i was just showing the moment of like we were down three one with like 10 minutes left in the game like trying to keep the season alive so i didn't really think anything of it it kind of sunk in after the game when i i had a bunch of you know like text messages and like there's a i guess it blew up on social media back home yeah um, in Pittsburgh and stuff. So, I mean, I guess they're sunk in then. Uh, I guess that's a cool thing to say you've done. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I guess that doesn't happen too often. So that was that was a pretty cool thing to have on the resume. But and you guarantee you get to be on every Frozen Four highlight yeah. film forever. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I had to solidify myself. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> One way or another. So uh, yeah, that was cool though. That was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's uh, that's our segment with Mike. So thanks again for coming in. And yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Thanks. So uh, obviously you guys have the eighth annual Mayor's Cup this Saturday at six. Um, huge rivalry game. Does practice this week feel any different than a normal week? You know. Yeah. You know what? Um, so we're doing this. Uh, what whatever we call in the podcast again? The the, the talking nears. The talking. <laughs> One word? How two would words, I sp- how would words. I spell it? Talking nears, like engineers. Two words. Yeah, two talkin words. Yeah. Nears. Yeah. All right. So the Talking Nears podcast is on a Tuesday, right? For That's those right. that that don't know, um, as uh, as we're in the inaugural podcast. Um, so coming off of our Brown Yale weekend, uh, we take Sundays off, and we actually took Monday off this week as well so we don't play until saturday little different routine so what we do is we back everything up um, and and a lot of things happen over the course of a long season one of them is mental fatigue so we gave the guys uh, all day sunday all day monday and today we really only did about 30 to 45 minutes um, with them on the ice and then, then tomorrow which is wednesday will feel like a regular tuesday and then we just back it the week up. So mm-hmm. long answer to a simple question. We haven't really got into practice yet this week. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll do more of that tomorrow. Yep. Uh, following that up, you know, Union's record has not been as good as, you know, in the past couple of years. But how, how do the records, you know, they, they go out the window in a game like this, I'd say, right? Yeah, it, it's a rivalry game. I mean, 
we played them earlier in the year. I think they were 0-6, 0-7 after they yep. played us, and then they beat us the next night. And the hunger that they had, they're, they're well coached. Coach Bennett does a great job with their team. They play hard. Uh, they've been good on special teams. They're in the, the loss at um, Yale on Friday night, 5 nothing for them. They haven't had many of those. They've been in every game. Yeah. Um, the, they lost at Brown the next night, 3-2, um, but they never quit. They got two goals with the goalie out in the last two minutes of the game. They scored at the two-minute mark and the one-minute mark and then threatened again. So you know that they're going to come hard and you know they're going to come for the full 60 minutes. So, uh, yeah, records records don't matter. Um, I mean, I hope they do. I hope the team with the better record wins. And <laughs> I hope sure. that's always sure. us. <laughs> but uh, we know that every night you just want a chance to win. And to do that, you have to prepare for a really intense physical game, especially against Union in a rivalry game. For sure. So, you know, looking back, uh, this season you guys were split 1-1. Both games, a lot of energy in them. Um, are you focusing on how you matched up then, or do you kind of see yourself as a different team from last semester? Yeah, so we look back at those games. I'll watch them on video. I'll look at the stats and really look and see what was it about the way they play that, that mm -hmm. helped us and what was it that hurt us? And, uh, and then watch, and we see almost every union game because of their being our travel partner. So mm -hmm. we play at Brown, they play at Yale. We then break down the game and get ready to go the next night. So we're pretty familiar with the growth of their, of their team this year. And um, I think we've had uh, an, an equally great amount of growth. And, you know, on this night it comes down to – you know, goaltending, as it does every night, special teams, as it does every night, and mm -hmm. who's going to make uh, the simple simple plays as a team to, to, to win that game. The line between winning and losing in the ECAC play is really small. Yeah. Um, we've found ourselves on the wrong end of playing well, and we've found on ourselves on the right end of playing well. So it's a, it's a very thin line. For sure. Uh, so obviously we we talked about this a bit with uh, with Mike just now, um, but RPI hasn't won in the Mayor's Cup the last couple of years. Um, does that provide a good amount of extra motivation for for both yourself and and maybe some of the the seniors that have been on this team uh, ever since the start? You know, I don't know if it's extra motivation. I think it's hard to measure what exactly yeah. is. Um, you know, I'm a nine out of ten on the motivated scale. Like, I, I don't know how you measure that exactly. You, you engineer guys can come up with something and make millions of dollars on that. But um, I believe our seniors. So last year we tied. We lose in a shootout. Um, funny game where you know all of the offensive play was at one end of the rink. First period, third period, um, you know, was theirs. Second period, fourth period was ours, and the shootout. The goals all went in the same end. So. I believe our seniors, um, who have done such a tremendous job in reestablishing a positive culture here, yeah. um, I believe part of their legacy is to win these special games. Our guys call yeah. them the special games. It's the freakout, it's blackout, it's the Mayor's Cup, and this is a chance for them to cement you know, what they've meant to RPI hockey. You can't look at their total number of wins and say, oh, well, that's what they've done. But you can look at what we do this year and what we do in these special games. So if that's extra motivation, then easy answer, yes. But I think it's just pure motivation for our guys to, to go out on top, 
to go out as winners, and, and this is an opportunity that game, people will remember this game. Yeah, and obviously just talking about the seniors really quick, what a great, great season for for, for them. Uh, doing great, leading the team in points. Uh, are they really great leaders for your team? You know, we, we have a leadership group, and I've had leadership groups on, if not every team, almost every team we've, I've ever coached. And uh, this year we have eight seniors, which is a ridiculously large yeah. group. Yeah. And then we included uh, the two returning juniors, Billy Jerry and Lyndon Marshall, who are mm -hmm. both, you know, wonderful citizens, excellent people, leaders, and things yep. like that. That we felt that our group of seniors, you know, Will Riley has the presence. He has the NHL draft and the potential contract. He made a decision to come back. He was the logical choice as captain, yeah. as a guy that could lead the troops. But his style of leadership is very inclusive. Mm -hmm. So you've got a guy like Jake Morello who doesn't wear a letter, but we call him the mayor. He just has a calm confidence and a, um, a subtle uh, swagger, if you will, a subtle swagger, if those words can go together. Um, you know, Todd Burgess has some energy to him. Uh, Gornel, you see his, his drive, his passion. Mm -hmm. um, Shane Bear, he brings a, a real communication style. When you put them all into the mix and you put Will at the front of it, they are a great team. And it's nice that they're getting rewarded with statistics, whether it be Polino with seven goals and you know his, his excellent play or, or a guy like TJ Samick who hasn't played in every game, but really important to the culture of our team. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, regardless of their individual statistics, this team is going to be remembered for how they help with the culture. And we hope we can add to it with the wins, not only in the special games, but in the ECAC play. For sure. And, and is, is playing, it's going back to the, the mayor's couple, um, is playing the plan in the TU, is that, is it a nice facility there? Is it, is it a fun place to play in with a much, much bigger crowd, much bigger arena? You know, I played so, in there as a player. You know, so that would have been really? 90, 94, 95 season. I was at the Rangers farm team in Binghamton, and yeah. we, we played against them. I don't even know if you guys were born yet. Maybe close? <laughs> Almost. Around <there>. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't want to divulge too much, but around that time. Um, it, it's a great hockey barn. It has a pro feel, and when you get 8,000 people in there and, you know, you've got one, one half or – more of the crowd yelling red during the national anthem and yep. the other third of the crowd uh, <laughs> yelling <laughs> something different. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a really fun environment, and it has a pro feeling to it. So it's, um, it's nice to play that game down there. I think it's a really, yeah. you know, eight years ago or nine years ago, whatever, the, when it was thought about, yeah. really good idea. Uh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully there's no, there's no snowstorm this year. And yeah, yeah. Fingers <laughs> pushed, yeah. Pushed off to a Tuesday. Yeah. So speaking of crowds, um, for those who don't know, this is a Red Army podcast, and we're going to be running free buses for, for all the students listening at 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, all coming from the Union. So, you know, everyone should have a way to get there. Hopefully no snowstorm. We did have one last year, which is pretty tough. It had to be rescheduled. But this time, it's looking clear. So let's definitely get as many students as possible to cheer on the, cheer on the guys. So I think that's all we've got for this episode. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to the Mayor's Cup this Saturday and looking forward to talking with you uh, next week. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, I just would like to add a little piece on the students and our band. Um, 
you know. Oh, yeah. I, I was at Canisius, which loved it. We built a program. They'd had hockey for 30 years, and I think we built our program up. And every every day we talked about things such as the, a band. Let's get a band. Um, when we went, I, when I was at Mercyhurst, uh, we went to the NCAA tournament in 2003, uh, or 2005. We went twice, but in 2005, and the tournament was played in Worcester, Mass., and we rented the Shrewsbury High School band. Um, when I was at Canisius, we got our pep band coming to some of the games. And what the band means is it's something special in college hockey. We talk about it every day. We talk about it in recruiting. We talk about it in the environment. And the student engagement is the same thing. Yeah. And it, it's why some of these recruits come to RPI. Yeah. is because they, they, they love the way our student body uh, and the large number of season ticket holders and thanks to the Red Army crew, um, that's, they, they love that stuff. I mean, who wouldn't love yeah. their, mm-hmm. their fellow students for sure. cheering mm-hmm. for them, coming to them, doing some of the, the obnoxious and great chants that they <laughs> yeah. do? Yeah. Uh, it, it's, you know, and it's a thank you, but it's also an encouragement that um, it's helped create RPI hockey. And now I'm in the business of not only fundraising, but representing the school in the RPI hockey program. I was, you know, at a, at a function down at Yale uh, before our game, and um, we meet these people, and they remember the success. They remember the hockey line and camping out for, for months to mm-hmm. get season tickets. And um, it's a, a real important piece of the student experience. I get it, but it also helps create a special environment. So I hope the students and the Red Army in particular know how important they are to what we're yeah. doing, and um, we, we talk about it with every single recruit, every single parent, every single family, that uh, uh, what it means for the students here. Yeah, it's definitely a very, very yeah. special atmosphere here. Especially even just listening in on TV at the Brown game, the <laughs> RPI pep band is yep. there. Yep. Yeah. It was great to watch. Awesome to, awesome and to then hear. dueling yep. bands at Yale, with, yep. between the Yale band. And yep. I give the victory to our RPI band, but it was... Uh, <laughs> it was pep band. It was fun. It was fun. Yep, same thing in Union and yep. tons of different away games that they go to. Yeah. They do a great job. They yeah, do they a do. neat tradition. They wait for the, the team, every guy to come out. And, mm-hmm. um, and as we get onto the bus and they celebrate, you know, wins or losses, they, they cheer and be like, hey, good game, you know, good effort. And a memorable one from last season was I think we were up in the North Country at St. Lawrence. I think we won 6-5, and we came out. I was in talking to somebody. I was the last guy out, um, and they waited for me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, they cheered, and I just said, thank you. Um, it was minus 8. Wow. outside and they were standing there shivering and that's dedication that was it was really cool to see and they continue that tradition so good job on the rpi pep band and yeah. thank you that's really awesome i think that's a that's a good word to, to describe the the program here and the, the fans dedicated it's pretty awesome so uh, i think i think that's wrapping things up for us let's uh definitely get a huge crowd out to the times union center this saturday you know, once again, we got all the buses coming. Uh, keep an eye out for on Red Army's social media accounts, the men's hockey Twitter, and um, we'll see you guys there. So, again, thanks for joining us, Coach. Well, you're welcome, and a shout out to the RPI TV guys yes, for helping us absolutely. out. They, they do a great guys. job, thanks. and all the yep. work that they do to, absolutely. to showcase uh, our product to the families and fans all around. For sure. Kofi and Justin, great job. Good job by yep. you guys. First one in the books. <laughs>